Hello and welcome to Meiwei's Chinese Medicine Matters podcast, where we share traditional Chinese medicine news, research, and topics relevant to TCM practitioners and students. I'm Lauren Koffel, and in this episode, we have Yvonne Lau, the president of Meiwei Herbs, and Eva Lau, the vice president of Meiwei Herbs, discussing Chinese New Year cultural traditions, how people prepare for Chinese New Year, and what's done during Chinese New Year. Hi folks, thanks for joining Eva and I on this super fun topic. Although we were born in the U.S., do you celebrate a lot of traditional Chinese holidays in our family? And today we're going to talk about Chinese New Year. We're Cantonese, so lots of the stuff we're going to say is actually Southern Chinese tradition, specifically of Guangdong province, and some traditions vary in other regions of China and Southeast Asia. So take what we're saying with a grain of salt, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So Chinese New Year, traditionally called Chunjie in Mandarin or Spring Festival, or Chunji or Sunlin in Cantonese, is the most important holiday in Chinese culture. The most important. It's 15 days long, and it's a celebration of the renewal of life and a time for ritual and prayer. Family and friends get together, and we observe a lot of traditions. So it's based on the lunar calendar, and it tends to fall somewhere from the end of January through the middle of February. Lots of preparations done before the holiday, so let's look at some of the more modern ones、um, that you can follow for good health, happiness, and better fortune in the coming year. So I'm going to hand this off to Eva. Things to do beforehand. We recommend starting at least three weeks ahead because some tasks can be huge and time-consuming. Number one, get rid of clutter in your home and workspace. Physical clutter also clutters the mind and impedes the flow of qi or energy in you and your home. Get rid of all the magazines and the circulars and the old mail. Number two, deep clean. Cleaning your home ensures better health and can be deeply satisfying. Number three, organize and put things in the proper place, from furniture to small items. Not only will you feel and move around better in your space, but with everything in its proper place, you'll be able to find it when you need it and be less annoyed. Number four, donate things you don't need to make room for things you do. Keeping in mind that you might not need any more stuff anyway. And you actually don't need to donate. You can actually sell it or consign stuff too. So don't think you just have to give everything away. Number five, throw away or recycle broken things, especially chipped dishes and mugs. Superstition says it leads to broken mouths or arguments, but on a practical level, no one wants to cut their lip or hands. Number six, pay off debts. Whether it's a credit card bill or the twenty dollars you borrowed from your coworker, start the year off with a clean slate. Number seven, return borrowed items. Lawnmowers, power tools, that crockpot, give them back. It's not just the right thing to do; it's less clutter. Number eight, decorate your walls with inspiring art. Traditionally, lucky couplets were plastered on walls, doors, and beside door frames, always in pairs. They blessed the household and were affirmations of protective and auspicious wishes. Modern word art basically does the same thing. Decorating walls with art is a big thing in Chinese culture. Most of you have probably seen Shan Shui, you know, the mountains and the water paintings and things like that. And we usually never put things that are dark. We would never put those on the walls. Those would be considered unlucky. Number nine: Decorate your home with bright flowers for happy energy and, dare we say it, romance or peach blossom luck. As peach flowers are said to symbolize romance, prosperity, and growth. 
One of the favorite flowers uh, of this time of the year of Chinese New Year, besides the peach blossoms, are the bright yellow chrysanthemums. So you'll see them for sale pretty much everywhere. But there's a caveat when it comes to peach blossom branches. They're really beautiful, but some people feel that only people who are single and looking for romance should actually lay out peach blossom branches. Uh, some people believe that peach blossoms in a married household uh, can lead to extramarital affairs. So take that as you will. 10. Lay out auspicious foods like oranges, pomelos, and tangerines for wealth and good fortune. Roasted melon seeds, peanuts, and candied lotus seeds for fertility. And brightly wrapped chocolates and candies for sweet days ahead. We like to set up a tableau of auspiciousness and fill a traditional candy box, usually round or octagonal, called chuanhe, chunhap, or togetherness box. 11. Get a new set of clothes to wear on New Year's Day, preferably in bright auspicious colors and our motifs. Red is the fallback lucky color with blooming flowers, birds, and bats being common motifs. Traditionally, folks also got a new set of pajamas to wear on New Year's Eve as it was thought that having as many new things as possible brought more good luck and prosperity. 12. Get a haircut. Traditionally, it was symbolic of cutting off any bad mojo from the current year, but why not look your best and put a spring in your step? 13. Get some cash. If planning to give away hongbao or red envelopes, in Cantonese we call it lysi or good things, make a trip to the bank for crisp new bills. Traditionally, marrieds give hongbao in pairs to children, but also to younger and married adult relatives. Formerly married or widowed older folks also tend to continue giving out red envelopes, although usually just a single envelope. In case you're wondering how much money you're actually supposed to put in these red envelopes, it's really up to you and the range is usually a dollar to ten dollars, but it has to add up to an even number because odd numbers are only for white envelopes or bereavement envelopes in Chinese culture. Uh, when we were kids, actually, we'd mostly get two envelopes with a quarter in each, um, so 50 cents and it was really thrilling already, but if we got a dollar in each envelope from somebody, we really liked that adult. Okay, folks, now let's move on to things to do on New Year's Eve. Number one, enjoy a meal with your family. Traditionally, an empty chair at the table symbolizes a family member who can't make the dinner. The menu might include whole fish because the Chinese word for fish sounds like the word for abundance. You should leave the head and tail on to be sure you get a good start and end to the year as well. Dumpling and spring rolls because they look like gold ingots. The more you eat, the more wealth you earn in the new year. Noodles. The traditional longevity noodle is a continuous looping strand, but eating any long noodle is believed to bestow a long life. Oranges, tangerines, and pomelos because the Chinese name for oranges and tangerines are homophones for success and luck, while the word pomelo implies continuous prosperity. And for households that have home altars, where they will make food offerings for deities, household gods, and ancestors, the food is also enjoyed as part of the meal. Number two, take a shower and wash your hair before 11 in the evening to ensure that you'll absorb all the good luck coming. Chinese hours are measured in two-hour increments. Midnight is actually 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Number three, Turn on all the lights and open the windows and doors at quote-unquote midnight to let the energy of the old year flow out and to welcome in the new. Number four, light firecrackers and fireworks to celebrate if your area allows it. Ours doesn't, so we usually give our kids sparklers and noisemakers, which are pretty fun too. 
In ancient times, gathering with family, lighting lights, and setting off firecrackers and fireworks were actually intended for self-protection against the dreaded Nian monster. People stayed up entire nights to stand guard, and you can read all about it if you Google it. Today, some people still stay up the entire night, I've done that, but usually to play mahjong and drinking games and to enjoy some raucous karaoke, which I've also done. Now that we're all prepared, let's talk about how to enjoy the holiday. So Chinese New Year holiday traditions. In 2024, Chinese New Year, or the Spring Festival, begins on Saturday, February 10th, and is the year of Wood Dragon. As I mentioned earlier, it's celebrated for 15 days, complete with activities, superstitions, gatherings, and festivals. Some of what Eva and I are going to share are especially important to the southern Chinese communities living along the Pearl River Delta and the diaspora of Cantonese immigrants around the world, including our own Lao family. So mark your calendars and let's get started. February 10th, Day 1. Happy New Year! There are many do's and don'ts on this day. Do's. Traditionally and today, a visit to the temple or place of worship to make offerings to major deities and praying for blessings is paramount. Those with altars at home can also make offerings and give thanks to household gods and ancestors privately. Send New Year's greetings and best wishes to family, friends, and colleagues. In our modern times of email and social media, digital New Year greetings are totally acceptable. Visit your elders bringing gifts such as fruit and desserts. Extravagant gifts will include abalone, dried scallops, shiitake mushrooms, and other delicacies. Married folks and elders give hongbao red envelopes with lucky money to children. This gesture symbolizes the gifting of blessings and good fortune. So keep red envelopes on hand as they are given throughout the 15 days of Chinese New Year, although not to the same kids. Tronic red envelopes are now quite common in China. Uh, on this Chinese social media platform WeChat, Lucky money can be sent electronically, complete with cute red envelope emoji and Chinese New Year's greetings since everyone, or almost everyone, including little kids, have smartphones. But actually there's an aspect of red envelope etiquette that we should talk about. So the envelopes themselves, just like a verbal blessing or a verbal wish, have lucky sayings on them like good health or do better in school or have a very smooth year and things like that. So when a red envelope is given to someone, the recipient is actually supposed to return, uh, besides saying thank you, they should actually return a blessing, saying something similar, depending on the age of the person that gave them the envelope. It could be a long and healthy life, better health, promotion at work, successful gambling, or whatever they want to say, but that is the etiquette around giving and receiving red envelopes. Okay, getting back to the do's. Be vegetarian today to gain karmic merit. Our family favorites are peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and carry out veggie pizza. Super easy. Wear new clothes, or at least new underwear, for luck. Maybe red if that's not too much for you. Meditate and do breathing exercises. Try to maintain inner peace the entire day for a peaceful year. Okay, let's go on to the don'ts. Okay, and there's quite a few of them. So the first thing, don't argue with anyone. It's believed to lead to arguments and conflicts the whole year. Next one, don't kill anything, including bugs, because you're going to get bad quote-unquote killing karma. Next one, don't make a fire. Uh, in the old days, it was uh, because everything was made of wood and there weren't fire extinguishers, but it's believed to bring house fire luck or misfortune, really, and why a lot of carryout foods are consumed even today. 
Don't use knives, scissors, or other sharp objects, which is believed to bring about bloody accident luck or misfortune. I shouldn't call it luck. And don't sweep or vacuum so as not to sweep away the good fortune like health, love, money, etc. that flowed into your house during the night. Don't shower or wash your hair so as not to wash away the good luck that landed on you while you slept. Our kids really love that one because they want any excuse not to shower or wash their hair. So basically, don't wash anything today. It's the water god's birthday. I'm going to move on to February 11th, day 2. Two or ye in Cantonese is a homophone for easy and auspicious for. So today should either be a day of ease or good for starting new projects and endeavors. It's also a feast day. Feasting signifies plenty in the year ahead. After yesterday's vegetarian fair, lucky foods today include fish and abalone, homophones for abundance, nuts and seeds uh, for wishes for children, especially sons, tangerines, homophones for good fortune, and foods that rise like leavened breads, cakes, and etc. Basically, the idea is to start the year with abundant food to portent prosperity in the days ahead. And we also visit family and friends with auspicious gifts, as Eva mentioned above. And today is still the water god's birthday, day two, so still no doing laundry. February 12th, day three. Day three is a day of Tekhao, or red mouth, an evil god in Chinese folklore who brings quarrel and litigation. According to traditional beliefs, it's easy to quarrel with others on this day. So to avoid disharmony, people tend to stay home or go to temples to worship deities rather than visit relatives and friends. Probably a good day to catch up on the laundry or those dishes. Since it's good luck to buy a new pair of pants or fu, homophone for wealth, during the holiday, maybe do some shopping. Pants must be new, otherwise the wealth mojo has already been imparted or used up. By the way, Cantonese people don't buy shoes during the New Year as high or shoes are a homophone for a deep sigh of unhappiness or worry. So of course you don't want to bring any home. February 13th, day four. So today we visit relatives and friends, always bring auspicious gifts and having those red envelopes handy. So actually we tend, uh, even I, we tend to gift red envelopes to unmarrieds under the age of 30, but you can set your own rule. Traditional parents tend to gift red envelopes to their children and grandchildren no matter the age. So thanks mom and dad. It's an important day to meditate on what you value and to envision the year ahead. So take some time out for yourself and relax and, and do that. And finally, it's Sheep's Day. The day the creation goddess Noiwa made sheep. So no eating lamb today, but wearing wool is fine. February 14th, day five. Today is a super important day. Welcome the god of wealth, Choi Sun. Traditionally, people threw open their windows at midnight, then lit firecrackers or fireworks to draw the god's attention to the feast they've laid out for him, all in the hopes for more wealth, and if you're a practitioner, more patience to bring in more business. Firm up your budget and financial plan for the year, then ask the universe for greater financial security and stability while wearing your new lucky pants. February 15th, day six. Today is the day to get back to work in all forms. Uh, so resume paid work, housework, volunteer opportunities, exercise, and even play. It's the luckiest day to reopen a business too and do it with a lot of fanfare. So firecrackers, banners, lucky couplets to draw in the prosperity chi. Growing up in Chinatown when it was this day, that's when all the line dancers would come to our store and perform for red envelopes and there's a lot of firecrackers and lots of noise involved. February 16th, day seven. It's People's Day. 
the day the goddess Nuwa created humans, so it's everyone's birthday. Wish each other happy birthday and celebrate with food. Lucky foods to eat today include egg dessert, which is made of whole boiled eggs in a sweet soup made with white lotus seeds or lanza, lily bulbs, baiha, red dates, hongzao, and rock sugar. Another dish is raw fish for luck. Sushi night, yay! Dumplings, shaped like gold ingots and stuffed with abundance. A treasure kanji or a treasure duck. And our family favorite, the rainbow platter, feng sang suihei, which means make the wind come alive and the water to rise, which is basically a dish to stir up lots of positive energy or chi. This is a super fun dish and ritual where auspicious colorful foods get tossed together by diners. The components include raw fish for abundant life, shredded lettuce, a homophone for real wealth, shredded celery, a homophone for diligent wealth, carrot, shreds, and corn representing gold, crushed peanuts for fertility, and other ingredients can be added for taste, texture, and color. A blessing is said as each ingredient is neatly laid out on one large platter. Each person gets a pair of chopsticks and on cue, everyone will toss ingredients vigorously and as high as possible without making too much of a mess, all the while shouting out more blessings. Once the fun is done, enjoy eating this lucky colorful dish. We have recipes and videos of these at Meiwei.com. February 17th, Day 8. Today is said to be the birthday of grain, which was super important, of course, to ancient agrarian culture. An auspicious day where good weather can represent a successful harvest season to come. Traditionally, villagers would get together to worship and make offerings to various deities, conduct rituals to exercise evil and to ward off pandemics, and pray together for good weather, bountiful harvests, general prosperity, and peaceful times. So for us these days, throw a big party and serve lots of carbs. February 18th, Day 9. Today is the Jade Emperor's birthday. Wear jade for luck. Being vegetarian today is supposed to bring great merit and longer life. February 19th, or Day 10. Today is the birthday of stone. So don't do work that harms stone, like breaking stone in a quarry, or even using stone-made items, such as a mortar and pestle. Go out and admire a mountain, a stone sculpture, or paint a rock to celebrate. February 20th. Day 11. Known as Son-in-Law's Day, this day is a day when father-in-laws traditionally entertain their son-in-laws to ensure the happy marriages of their daughters. You can do that or just celebrate with your in-laws. February 21st, Day 12. Traditionally, this was the day to start making lanterns for the big festival that falls on the 15th day. Lanterns were ornate with auspicious words and symbols. The lanterns of the educated and wealthy tended to have intricate paintings and poetry. Today, various types of lanterns in many different styles are available, whether traditional paper ones lit with candles, cute Hello Kitty and anime-themed ones lit with glow sticks, and even blow-up SpongeBob lit with LED lights and complete with a recording of his super annoying laugh. So whatever flows your boat. It was also the day to prepare firework displays for the festival. February 22nd, Day 13. Today was traditionally a day of celebration that included line dances, operas, and other entertainments in both the public squares and in private homes of the wealthy. Some Chinatowns in the U.S. may hold street fairs and performances, but otherwise you can enjoy these fine films for different perspectives on the holiday. Everything Everywhere All at Once by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, and Last Train Home by Li Shin Fen. February 23rd, Day 14. 
Celebrations continue, and sometimes statues of gods would be paraded out so they can enjoy the festivities and, I guess, get some air. So tomorrow is the Lantern Festival, or the culmination of the Spring Festival. So make or buy tangyuan, or steamed sweet sticky rice balls, traditionally filled with delicious sesame paste, peanut butter, and or brown sugar. Modern ones also include taro, sweet potato, egg custard, and Japanese mochi is certainly acceptable. Tangyuan symbolizes wholeness and togetherness. And finally, get or finish those lanterns. February 24th, day 15. Today is the Lantern Festival and the last day of the holiday. It's also the unofficial Chinese Valentine's Day because in olden days, it was the one day of the year when unmarried, cloistered, genteel young ladies would be allowed to go out in public, chaperoned of course, for the chance of admiring and being admired by potential suitors. These young single people would mutually gauge compatibility while answering riddles and contemplating poetry painted on the lanterns. Today, family and friends get together to celebrate and eat tangyuan and other auspicious foods. Traditionally, a lot of drinking was involved too. Go out for an evening stroll and enjoy the full moon with someone you love. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Chinese New Year preparation and celebration traditions. Uh, Even I really had fun, and we hope you'll have fun with some or all of them yourself. We wish you a happy new year filled with robust health, great luck, and abundance in all good things. Thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting Real Chinese Medicine. Happy Happy New Year. Year! Thank you for tuning into this episode on Chinese New Year Cultural Traditions with Yvonne and Eva Lau. To read this information, you can find it linked in the episode description. And please subscribe to the show. It's a great way to show your support and to hear when our next episode comes out. In our upcoming episode, we have a special Chinese New Year prediction for the Year of the Wood Dragon with Wendy Goldman. Until then, take good care of yourself and your patients. Chinese medicine matters, and so do you. Hi everyone, Lauren here again, wishing you a happy and healthy May. As many of you know, Chinese Medicine Matters is the podcast of Mayway Herbs, a TCM online store and dispensary where practitioners can ship directly to their patients. This month on Chinese Medicine Matters, we're focusing on women's health. We'll explore a wide array of topics related to women's health at different stages of life. So stay tuned for informative episodes you won't want to miss. And we're excited to offer a special discount on our Women's Health Formulas category the entire month of May. Practitioners use code WOMEN24 at checkout on mayway.com to receive a 15% discount. And remember to sign up for the Mayway Herbs newsletter for exclusive content and ongoing promotions. The episode description includes a link to sign up. And thanks again for tuning in and supporting Real Chinese Medicine.